0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America, NA member FDIC. Welcome to the serialized audiobook of The Rookie,
1: Season 1 of the Galactic Football League series. Written and performed by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler. The Rookie is also available in print, ebook, and unabridged audiobook. For links to purchase any version, visit scottsigler.com slash rookie. Game 2. GronTac Hydras 0-1 at the INF Krakens 1-0. Quith Irradiated Conference Standings. Big Diggers, Glory War Pigs, INF Krakens, Orbiting Death, and Wittak Pioneers, all tied for first with records of 1 and 0. The Grontak Hydras, Quith Survivors, Sheb Stalkers, Sky Demolition, and Wu Wall Crawlers tied for sixth with records of 0 and 1. The Hydras were 0 and 1, but drastically better than the Wu Wall Crawlers. The Hydras wore white jerseys with bright red numbers and yellow trim. The jerseys looked normal, but their leg armor was painted a bizarre red and yellow checkerboard pattern. Red face masks adorned pure red helmets free of any logo. Quentin watched from the sidelines, his black jersey and orange leg armor pristine and unblemished with dirt or sweat or blood or the blue streaks from the plants that made up the playing field. Pine's uniform, on the other hand, was far from clean. A cut on his left forearm had spilled blood all over his shoes and his orange leg armor. He'd been sacked three times. IOMAT blue stains and dirt marks spotted his uniform. His black jersey had come half untucked, and he'd never bothered to fix it. Pine had taken a beating. In addition to the three sacks, he'd been knocked down four times and hurried ten. His classic pocket-passing style ran into problems against the Hydra's defense. The Hydra secondary played a lot of woman-to-woman, bump-and-run style, taking away Pine's accurate short passing game. That gave the defensive line more time to get to him, which had resulted in the pounding he'd taken thus far. Hocork countered with running plays to keep the defense on its toes. The woman-to-woman coverage also meant receivers were eventually going to get free. Pine had torched the secondary with his two long TD passes, putting the Krakens up 23-17. Both TDs went down the right side of the field to Scarborough. The Hydra's star cornerback, Wichita, had shut down Haywick on the left side all day long. Quentin watched with mixed emotions. He knew he could have used his speed and mobility to avoid the defense. Each time Pine went down, he felt a smug satisfaction that Hokor was sleeping in the bed he had made for himself. Yet, at the same time, Quentin wanted to win. When Pine threw a completion, he found himself hissing yes between clenched teeth. Pine kept getting knocked down, knocked down hard, and he kept getting back up. Slower each time, it seemed, but he refused to stay down. The game was a real nail-biter, but Hokor seemed to have things under control. Up 23-17 with a minute 41 to play, ball on the Kraken's 32 Hocor relied on running plays to Mitchell, the machine, Fayette. From the sidelines, Quentin saw where he got his nickname. The punishing Hydra defense brought it all against Fayette, delivering big-time hit after big-time hit. Yet after each bone-crushing impact, some so devastating they made other players wince just from watching, Fayette simply popped up and ran back to the huddle. He smashed into the line again and again, dishing out just as many hits as he took. Paul Pearson, Fayette's backup, had also seen several carries. Quentin hadn't been that impressed and wondered if Yassoud could do better. On second and six, Pine dropped back and stood tall in the pocket. Wichita, the defensive back, lined up over Haywick, took two steps back as if in pass coverage, then came full speed on a blindside blitz. As Pine checked through his receivers, Wichita closed the 15-yard distance in only two seconds, a white-red-yellow blur of speed. Pine saw the blitz at the last second and fired a pass to Fayette in the flat just before Wichita dove at Pine's legs. Even from the sidelines, despite the roar of another 185,000-plus capacity crowd, Quentin heard the snap. Wichita hit Pine at the thigh seemingly bending him in half and driving him to the side his orange colored leg armor split into two pieces and spun away like large chunks of shrapnel the two players hit the ground Wichita on top Pine already howling in pain as Wichita rolled off Pine's hands flew to his thigh his legs suddenly seemed to have an extra joint The thigh flopped sickeningly halfway between the hip and the knee, more like a key's leg than a human's. At this new, unnatural joint, his cool suit stuck out at a weird angle. A growing circle of bright blood stained the microtubule fabric. Whistles blew as hurrah refs swarmed to the downed quarterback. Doc flew out onto the field, the med sled stretcher automatically following slowly behind. A hush fell over the crowd as Pine rolled to one side, then the next, clutching his leg, his face a scrunched-up vision of agony. As Doc reached Pine, Quentin noticed the Sklorno players trembling on the field. Not the excited trembling he'd seen before, but something else, something disturbing. They huddled together, Kraken and Hydra both, raspers linked like a pile of entangled snakes. All but Wichita, who stood a few yards away from Pine. Her tentacle arms were spread out to her sides, and her eyes looked up to the sky. Quentin didn't know what to make of the strange behavior. Doc put a small device to Pine's neck. One second later, Pine stopped moving. Thin wire snaked out from the grav sled, sliding under Pine and lifting him up off the ground. With Pine dangling motionless underneath, The med sled glided noiselessly off the field toward the end zone tunnel, Doc flying gracefully by its side. Barnes! Hokor called loudly. Quentin blinked a few times, not sure if he'd heard right. He was benched. Yitzhak would be going in. Not him. Barnes! Quentin pulled on his helmet as he ran to the coach. Without being told, he knelt on one knee so he could look Hokor in the eye. Okor put a petty palp on Quentin's shoulder and drew him close.
2: Barnes, we're in a bad spot. We need to play for field position and let our defense win this thing, understand?
1: Quentin nodded vigorously.
2: You run the plays that I call and we will win this game. Quentin nodded again. If we have to pass, they're going to come hard. That's why I need you right now. Yitzhak can't scramble the way you can. Set dive right, tell Fayette to get that first down.
1: Quentin stood and ran onto the field. The crowd roared approval, but he didn't hear them. A glance at the scoreboard told him Fayette had picked up five yards on the last play, making it third and one. He felt like he was floating instead of running. He reached the huddle. It was different this time. All first-string players. Dirty, bloody, intense, and mean. This wasn't garbage time. Every one of the ten sentients in the huddle wanted to win. They looked at him, some with suspicion, some with hope. Warburg smiled at him and gave him a quick thumbs up. Our set," Quentin said, surprised to hear his voice crack like a pubescent teenager. He cleared his throat. Arset, <clears throat> dive right. We need a first down here. On two, on two. Ready? Ready. Right. Quentin walked to the line. Adrenaline racing through his body, making him feel like a vibrating holo sign. The human and quiff linebackers looked at him like he was a mortal enemy. The key defensive lineman looked at him like he was a meal. The Krakens lined up with two tight ends, Tom Perlis at fullback and Fayette at tailback. Haywick lined up wide left, Wichita only two yards off in bump and run coverage. Blue 15! Quentin's eyes swept the defense.
2: Fifteen!
1: The Hydras lined up in a 5-2 with the defensive backs up close, a run-stopping formation. The right cornerback played in tight, and the free safety was cheating up to the line. Like everyone in the stadium, they knew it was a run, that Fayad would get the ball. That was the safe thing to do, the smart thing to do. Quentin's mind flashed a light year a minute calculating the positions and intended directions of each defensive player. Hut, hut! The world around him slowed to half speed. The ball slapped into his hands, and the line exploded into a melee. Quentin pivoted for the handoff, and as he did, he saw the free safety dive forward and the right cornerback come in for a run blitz. The Hydras hoped to jam the off-tackle hole, and the cornerback would keep Fayed from bouncing to the outside. Fayed would have nowhere to run. Quentin reached the ball back for Fayed, and then at the last second, he pulled it just out of Fayed's reach. Fayed tried to turn, looking to the ground as if there was a fumble, but his forward momentum carried him into the line. The free safety slipped through the hole and hit Fayad at the waist, The blitzing cornerback came in fast and saw too late that Quentin still had the ball. Quentin tucked the ball and drove to his right. The cornerback planted her feet, but he was by her before she could change direction. As soon as he moved past her, he cut upfield at an angle. The corner chased him. He'd never seen a player change direction that fast. The strong safety came at him from the defensive backfield, eliminating any cutback. The Quith Warrior outside linebacker, number 52, Billis the Destroyer, went into a side roll, quickly moving back at an angle that put him in front of Quentin. Billis popped out of his roll suddenly on all fours, strong petty palp sticking out and ready. Quentin threw a head and shoulders juke to his left, to the inside. Billis bought it, and Quentin instantly drove to his right, to the outside, in a cut that would leave the linebacker grasping air. Billis the Destroyer instantly matched the move. No way, Quentin had time to think, before Billis leveled him, catching him under the chin and knocking his head back. Quentin's feet flew out from under him as his body spun backwards until the back of his head smashed into the ground. He bounced once and rolled to an ungraceful stop. The world rushed back to normal, some unseen force seeming to tap off the mute button in his brain. The sound of 185,000-plus hit him like a hammer. He stood up, energy pumping through every molecule in his body, while pain radiated through his brain. He had thrown that same move at least a 1,000 times in his PNFL career. It always left the defenders in the dust. But the Quith Warrior linebacker, Quentin had never seen such amazing lateral movement. Billis the Destroyer had matched his in-cut and his out-cut as if he were Quentin's mirror image. On all fours, their low center of gravity let them move side to side far faster than any human. The Hydras called a timeout, stopping the clock at 1.36. The ref signaled first down, and the chains moved forward. Quentin jogged back to the huddle. He'd picked up 11 yards on the play. Hocor's face popped to life in the holographic heads-up display.
2: Barnes, what the hell was that?
1: First down, coach.
2: I'd go dive right.
1: That's what I ran, coach, Quentin said as he reached the huddle. Only, I missed the handoff, so I improvised.
2: Well, stop improvising!
1: Hokor screamed so loud, Quentin wondered if Quith Leader's had vocal cords that could rupture. Okay, coach, no problem.
2: Good. Same play. And this time... Hand it off!
1: First and 10 on the Kraken's 43. Quentin turned to the huddle. The humans were smiling at him. The Sklorno stared at him with newfound reverence, and the Key just looked at him in their unemotional way. Okay, let's do it again. X set, dive right, on one. You gonna hand it off this time? Fayette asked without a hint of irritation. Yeah, get me some yards. Fayette nodded once. The Kraken's lined up he handed off to Fayette. This time, the free safety had stayed off the line and the right cornerback waited, making sure Quentin didn't have the ball. Billis, the destroyer, came free and swung his arm in a vicious hook that caught Fayette in the throat, lifting the human off the ground and snapping him back after a three-yard gain. Quentin watched in horror, fully expecting Fayette to lay on the ground with a broken neck. But the whistles blew, Fayette popped up as good as new, and ran back to the huddle, smiling all the way. Hydras used their second timeout. One minute, 29 seconds to go. Hokor's voice came over the transmitter.
2: I'll tackle left. Tell Fian to keep that ball covered up.
1: Quentin nodded and called the play in the huddle. The crowd roared like a hundred takeoff rockets, so loud their combined voices shook the very ground. The ball snapped into his hands. As he turned, he watched the defenders. Once again, they were selling out, coming to stop the run and only the run. Quentin handed off to Fayad, who avoided a would-be tackler that broke through the line. Fayad spun to his left, back inside, but there was nowhere to run. He plowed into the line for no gain. The Hydras used their last timeout. Third down and seven on the 46, one minute, 22 seconds to play. Remote Island in Frigid Lake Superior. A fabricated creature birthed from the mind of a disturbed genius stalks the very people who created it. Ancestor by number one New York Times bestselling author Scott Sigler is a classic tale of science gone horribly wrong. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Quentin reached to his belt and tapped the transmit button. Coach, they're bringing everyone to stop the run. I can do a quick slant for the first down. Hokor's face appeared in the heads-up display.
2: Dive left, he said. Coach, we won't get a first down. They'll get the ball back. We'd show up another 30 seconds, punt, and make them work the length of the field. But coach... Hand off the damn ball!
1: Hokor's voice was loud enough to make Quentin flinch. The coach's fur puffed out and his eye flooded a deep black. Quentin walked to the huddle. Okay, okay, we got this in the bag. X set, dive left, on two, on two. Ready? ready. The Krakens jogged to the line. The Hydras players looked like characters from some war movie, dug in deep and ready for a heroic last stand against the enemy. The ball game hinged on this one play. If the Hydras stopped the Krakens here, they'd get the ball back with just under a minute to play. No timeouts, but they'd have a chance to win. If the Krakens got the first down, Quentin would just take a knee on the next two plays and the game would be over. If they got the first down, they controlled the win instead of giving the Hydras a chance to snatch the victory. Quentin stood behind the center and surveyed the defense.
2: Red 19! Red 19!
1: All the defenders moved up to the line. The free safety and the safety stood only a few yards back from the linebackers, who had lined up just two yards off the line of scrimmage. With the defense packed in like that, there was nowhere for Fayette to run. As Quentin bent to take the snap, he stole a glance at Wichita, the Hydra's cornerback. She was only one yard off the blindingly fast Haywick. Too close. Haywick could run a seven-yard slant in less than a second. All Quentin had to do— was take the snap, stand, and throw as fast as he could, and Haywick would be seven yards downfield. Flash! Flash! Quentin called. Kraken's heads turned to look at him in amazement.
2: Blue 32! Blue 32!
1: With the audible, the Kraken's players had their new instructions. Heads turned back to face front. He'd win this game, and he'd win it right now. Hot, hot! The ball snapped into his hands. Quentin stood, turned, and fired. Haywick was a blur, Wichita a half-step behind. The ball ripped through the air like a laser, but a misguided laser, just a bit behind the target. Wichita closed so fast, Quentin's mind couldn't even process the movement. Haywick reached back, but Wichita cut in front of her, snatched the ball out of the air, and in the same motion cut to the outside and angled for the Kraken's end zone. Quentin turned reactively to pursue, but it was already too late. In the time it took him to change direction and head downfield, Wichita already had a 10-yard lead. Haywick, the only player with a hope of catching her, gave chase, but didn't have enough time to catch up. Wichita ran the 50 yards to the end zone in less than four seconds. Hydras 23, Krakens 23. The Hydras kicker, Cash Wallace, and the kicking team ran onto the field. The sandpapery sound filled the stadium, along with other derisive noises from the smattering of other species present. It was the loudest boo that Quentin had ever heard. He stood there, dumbfounded. Hokor's face appeared once again in the heads-up display. His fur was puffed all the way, but there was nothing cute about it this time. The eye was blacker than even a key's unblinking spot.
2: Barnes, get your stupid in red face off my field!
1: Quentin turned and ran to the sidelines, feeling like a condemned man walking his last mile. Teammates stood on the sidelines, glaring at him, some shaking their heads in disbelief, some pounding the ground in rage. He said a quick prayer to the high one, but the high one wasn't listening. Wallace's extra point sailed through the uprights. Hydra's 24, Kraken's 23, one minute, 13 seconds to play. Special teams ran onto the field for the kickoff. Quentin ran to Hokor and kneeled down. Hokor's eyes swirled with colors, blacks and reds, the colors of anger and hate.
2: What did I tell you to call? Dive left. And what did you run? Slant pass left.
1: Hokor nodded and glared. Something about the look said, I told you so. Quentin felt his face turn red, and he dropped his head in shame. He had just cost his team the game.
2: You want to prove yourself? Hokor said. Well, here's your chance. We've got a minute left to win this game. We've only got one timeout left. Your arm is going to do it for us.
1: Quentin looked up. Hokor was putting him back in, back in to win the game. Quentin felt a new rush of adrenaline. This was what he was born to do. I won't screw up again, coach. Hokor nodded. If you do, Greenock will probably have you killed. The crowd roared as the kickoff sailed through the air. Richfield caught the ball at the five. She ran upfield, then cut right. The hydras closed in weaving through their blockers or just running them over. Quentin recognized the Hydra with a number 23, Wichita, dodge around blockers as if they weren't even there. Richfield cut back inside and jumped high to avoid the tackle, but Wichita read the cut and launched herself through the air. She hit Richfield dead center and at top speed. Richfield's torso snapped backwards, her legs still moving forward. First and ten on the Kraken's 15. Quentin led the offense onto the field. Arioch Morningstar, the Kraken's kicker, could hit from 45 yards out, sometimes from 50. That meant the Krakens had to get at least to the Hydra's 35-yard line to get into Morningstar's range, and they had one minute and eight seconds in which to do it. Exit, said Hokor's voice in Quentin's ear.
2: Pulse 34, where the sidelines?
1: Quentin nodded and looked over his huddle. They all looked at him expecting him to lead them. X-set, pulse 34, Quentin said. Make sure you get out of bounds. He broke the huddle and came up to the line. The Hydras dug in, knowing it was now their game to lose. Billis the Destroyer crowded the line, showing blitz. The crowd's roar grew so loud, Quentin could barely hear himself call the signals. Haywick and Scarborough lined up wide to the left, Denver and Mesquitic wide to the right. Wichita again lined up over Scarborough in bump-and-run coverage. Quentin looked to his right, to Denver. If Billis the Destroyer came on the blitz, Denver would angle in and run a hook in Billis's abandoned coverage area.
2: Low 16,
1: Quentin shouted, trying to be heard over the crowd's roar. Billis took another step forward, edging in between his key defensive tackle and his heavy G defensive end. Hot, hot. The ball slapped into his hands as the clock started ticking. Quentin dropped back, ball held high, looking for Denver's route. Billis didn't blitz. Instead, he backpedaled on all fours, scurrying back to cover the short zone, right where Quentin had hoped Denver would run. Denver saw the coverage and angled for the sidelines, but she was covered. Quentin looked left. Scarborough hooked up at the sidelines, but she was also covered. Haywick ran a post. She was wide open, no defender. Quentin planted after only three steps of his five-step drop and started to throw even before he saw the blur of motion coming from the left. Nothing can move that fast, flashed through his head, just before Wichita, on a corner blitz, caught him dead in the chest. 280 pounds of power moving at blinding speed knocked Quentin back like a ragdoll. His helmet popped off, seemed to hang in midair as he was driven backwards. A pain stabbed through his mouth, but all he could think about was the fact that the ball was no longer in his hands. He turned as he fell, his naked face sliding across the grass. He saw the brown ball bouncing on the blue Iomat, wobbling toward the sidelines. Quentin scrambled to get up, but Wichita was much faster. She popped to her feet. Quentin's breath froze in his chest. All players converged on the loose ball. But Wichita got to it first. The world returned to normal speed as the whistles blew. The ref flew in and repeatedly thrust a tentacle toward the Kraken's end zone, signifying Hydra's ball. Quentin's heart sank right down out of his chest, through his legs, and into the ground. It was all over but the crying he felt a hard something in his mouth. He spit. A bloody, white tooth landed on the blue field. The game was over. A corner blitz. He'd successfully handled that same defensive tactic more times than he could count, but Wichita had come so fast, arriving perhaps two full seconds sooner than any human corner could have ever managed. Quentin picked up his helmet and walked off the field. Head hung low, the taste of his own blood, salty in his mouth. The Hydra's quarterback took a knee on first down. The Krakens used up their last timeout. Two more knees, and the clock ticked down to zero. Hydra's 24, Krakens 23. The sandpaper bristle sound rose to even new heights, loud enough to make the high one himself cover his ears. Game over. Quentin didn't get a chance to be the hero. He was only the GOAT. Many things had changed in the course of eight centuries of football. Equipment changed. Rules changed. Strategy changed. Even species changed. But at least two things remained constant. The feeling of the winners and the feeling of the losers a noise-killing shadow seemed to hang over the human locker room. There was almost no conversation, only the clicks and clacks of armor being removed and tossed into lockers. The shadow seemed deepest and most oppressive in front of the locker belonging to one Quentin Barnes, who sat on the bench, head hung, his gear still on. He'd had his chance, and he'd blown it. Instead of doing what he was told, instead of giving the defense the chance to win the game, He'd stupidly gone for the kill and wound up losing. Yasud came out of the nano-shower dressed only in a towel. His right shoulder was one solid bruise, angry blue and painful purple beneath his light brown skin. He saw Quentin, head hung low, and walked over. How you doing, champ? Quentin looked up without lifting his head, then returned his gaze to the floor. His tongue played with the painful spot where his right front tooth had once been. Leave me alone. Hey, you threw a pick. It happens. It shouldn't have happened. Hocor called a run play. I audibled. So? So? What do you mean, so? I cost us the game. Yasud shrugged his shoulders. Maybe. A lot of factors went into that loss. The defense gave up ten points in the third quarter. You threw an interception. It was a team loss, Q. Quentin shook his head. It was my game to win, and I blew it. Yasud patted him on the shoulder. That's nothing a night on the down won't care, my friend. Let's go out and drink away our sorrows. Quentin stood and started unbuckling his armor. No, thanks. I gotta get back to my room and study some holo. Hey, man, you've got to take a break sometimes. I'll take a break after we win. Yasud gave a little smile that seemed to say, suit yourself, then returned to his locker. He was the only one that spoke to Quentin that night. The others simply ignored him.
2: Three, two, one. Week 2 League Roundup, courtesy of Galaxy Sports Network. Condor Adrian continued his hot streak, throwing for 342 yards and four touchdowns as the Whitchock Pioneers, 2-0, notched a 26-12 win over the Big Diggers, 1-1. The Sheb Stalkers, 1-1, put one in the win column with an 18-16 thriller over the Sky Demolition who is 0-2. Kicker Bernard Alexander rocked home a 51-yard field goal as time expired to give the Stalkers the victory. An injury to star quarterback Donald Pine let the Grontak Hydras, 1-1, pull out an upset win over the Ionath Krakens, 1-1. Defensive back Wichita picked up a fourth-quarter pass from Krakens rookie quarterback Quentin Barnes and returned it for a touchdown, giving the Hydras a 24-23 win. Orbiting death, 2-0, continues to look strong, notching a convincing 35-21 win over the Wu Wallcrawlers, 0-2. Jew Tweedy rushed for 121 yards and two touchdowns in the win, but also fumbled three times, resulting in two turnovers. The Glory War Pigs, 2-0, remained tied for first thanks to a narrow 17-14 win over the Quith Survivors, 0-2. Kelly Wang, Wellington, and Alamo each grabbed an interception as the War Pigs held the survivors to 102 yards passing and 182 yards total offense. Deaths! No deaths to report this week. Week two players of the week. Offense, Jew Tweedy, running back, orbiting depth, 121 yards on 23 carries and two TDs. Defense, Wichita, cornerback, Grand Hydras. Nine tackles, two sacks, one forced fumble, one fumble recovery, one interception, return for a touchdown.
1: You have been listening to The Rookie, season one of the Galactic Football League series. Produced by Ariok Morningstar with post-production by Steve Rickyberg. Written and performed by Scott Sigler. For more information on Scott and more free stories, go to scottsigler.com. Theme music is the song, The Kids Are Coming For You, by the band Superweapon. Superweaponband.com. You're going say I'm leaving you
0: The kids are coming
2: for you Nothing you can do They're coming for you The kids will pitch you what to Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwein Erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator